Welcome back, everyone, to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. Oh, Adam, okay. Benny, here as always. Hey, boys, how are you doing? Howdy, doody. I'm, I'm fine, apart from, for some reason, saying howdy, <laughs> which I don't think I've ever said in my entire life. It's the, it's the American <laughs> chat that we had just before we came on. It is, it is. It's, yeah. it's the chat about the differences between them. Americans don't have advent calendars or Christmas crackers. Their nation shouldn't exist. How how are they super? <laughs> They're doing Christmas wrong. <laughs> they are doing Christmas wrong. They they call in a different name, Santa Claus. <laughs> it's Father Christmas or Daddy Christmas. <laughs> if if you're really informal, <laughs> it's how Mr. Many, Christmas. How many to countries me. actually have advent calendars? Oh, now we're asking. Are, are we cracking open the Google search already? I would, I'm cracking I, open the Google I would search. Get, two I would minutes guess in. it's the Commonwealth. So, like, uh, any, any any realm that the Queen is in charge of uh, has an advent calendar by decree. That's a really good okay. point, actually. Yeah. So Canada, Australia, <laughs> all them. It just seems odd opening okay, an advent cool. calendar in Australia when it's like forty degrees outside and it's red hot. Oh, all the chocolate would melt. <laughs> yeah. They would need like an ice cream one. They would need a special like frozen one where they can like open a open a, a little door on it and pop out an ice cube or like a tiny ice pop. Okay. Apparently it is mainly just a British thing. Well no, no, However, I've seen them. Yeah, some Denmark, Finland, yes. Iceland, Norway, and Sweden yes. have a tradition of having a Yule calendar. Oh, very nice. In the form of a television or radio show. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it's sort of like um... that's very strange. I'm I'm sure there are some like calendar, advent calendar type things in other parts of Europe. I'm just imagine. Yeah, true. I'm just imagining this TV show is kind of like Zap. Are you too? Are you too um, <laughs> old slash young enough to remember Zap? Just like zoom in on one of the indeed. Uh, zoom in on one of the, the oh, doors yes. on the advent calendar, and then but he. The girl with the pigtails just creating havoc all over the place. I can't remember any of the What, ca- Daisy oh, Dares you. You know, Daisy you know. Dares. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Dares you. Uh, Cuthbert Lily, he's dead city, silly. <laughs> he had uh, Smart Artie. Who was Neil Buchanan. Was Neil Buchanan. Yeah, that was Neil yeah. Buchanan, yeah. Uh, I can't really remember any others. That was it. There was only, there was only four, wasn't there? <laughs> then there was only three. <laughs> it was a Neil Buchanan-created show as well. because he's filthy. That's oh, one really? of the many reasons why he's filthy rich. Yeah. He's like the richest man Yeah, that dude is mega rich. He is mega rich, yeah. And now he is the host, one of the hosts of Free Men and Babies podcast, Neil Buchanan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young Daniel was very much looking like Neil Buchanan, whereas now I don't yeah. look anything like... It's very busy. That's very weird, isn't it? Fucking Neil Buchanan. What the hell? I'm always fascinated uh, by when you... Because we do live... We are a very weird little island, aren't we? And we do live in this weird kind of bubble on this island that just yeah. learning the advent calendars aren't a worldwide thing just blew all of our minds. And it's like when it's like when women ask me, what's it like in a male toilet? And I always think, oh yeah, you've never been in one, have you? <laughs> you wouldn't know what it looks like in there. Because I remember talking yeah. to... Who was I, talking? I was talking to somebody years ago and they said, what do you mean a trough? And I said, you know, sometimes there's not urinals, there's a trough. And she said, I, have, I don't know what you're talking about, Daniel, because I'm a girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, sometimes they treat us like animals and make us piss in a big trough together. And we just, we just stand shoulder to shoulder like it's a normal thing. The thing is, they shouldn't exist. I, I don't think I've used a urinal since I was at primary school. What? Oh, yes. Like, why? why? I'm not a savage. I'm not an animal who's just going to defecate and urinate everywhere. 
I used the same type of toilet I've got at home. <laughs> I don't have a trough at home or, or a urinal at home. Yeah. I'm not going to like stand next to one with like my my trousers down by my ankles, lifting the shirt up <laughs> like a fucking butter's out of South Park, <laughs> just pissing like ne- next to other people. Not that I'm piss shy. It's just it's it's gross to me. Yeah, I completely agree. Like if you, I'm a, st- if I'm a, a p- stall man myself, I even if yeah, yeah. If I need a if I need a wee, I'm going to stall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will wait. I I will be quite happy to just stand in a toilet while people urinate around me, <laughs> waiting to get in. I don't want to get splashback off strangers, and that is basically what's happening. All of that wee is going into the air. There are piss particles <laughs> floating piss around by that trough. Oh, it's gross. Why Why would you want to? Is oh. You two can never call Daniel me a posh southern fairy ever again with this revelation. <laughs> man the fuck up and piss, piss next to your fellow man. Deal with it. That's not a matter of class. That's a matter of not being a dirty animal. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's just being human and not being like some weird troglodyte caveman. Then you'll know this as well. The absolute worst place to go for a piss is at the footy. I was oh going to say, God. you two have obviously never been oh to a football God. match because you've got no time to wait for a stall football you? match. Yeah, you have. The type of matches I go to <laughs> where your team loses 6-0, <laughs> yeah, you'll want to go to the loo just to get away from the fucking match. Any sports event. When we go to the wrestling and stuff, it's the same. You just, you're just like, well, yeah, in that case, I've got to go, so I'm going to go. That's fine. But because uh, I'm not going to stand in line for five minutes and then get into the bathroom and then just stand by the sinks casually, like arms folded, waiting for a stall to come free. Fine. Oh, I will. I'll go in the urinal <laughs> then. But if you're giving me a choice, I'm not pissing into a trough like some fucking cow or something. I don't know. Yeah. Very. Uh, if you got if you got to stand anyway. awkwardly by the sinks waiting for a waiting waiting for a um a cubicle to come through, you've got to make like awkward conversation with the other non urinal no, pissers. You no, gotta you say, oh, oh, what are you, you what are you, you in don't for? Don't talk to any definitely you do. Who and, talks and if you're to at, anyone in the toilet. If you're at the football, <laughs> you've got to talk about the football. You're at the wrestling, yeah. you've got to talk about the wrestling no, you that you've seen. You can't just you can't just be no, a, a shy don't. retiring man standing by the standing by the sinks because people that's 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 weirder. Yeah. That's weirder than waiting for the toilet. No, what's weirder is talking to people with your cock out pissing <laughs> in a trough. Especially if you go to that the, is especially weirder. At the toilet as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weirder when it's not at the toilet. Benny, I swear to God, <laughs> if I was pissing in your urinal or some guy tried to talk to me, I would just start swinging. There'd be no conversation. That'd be it. I'd just be full on like attack mode. Like, what the fuck? Don't talk to me. Oh, I I just turn to face them. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. That's a fair yeah, point as well. Mid piss. Just justified. Justified. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say? I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> yeah, I need to look at you when I'm talking to you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I need to now buy you a new pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, Georgia tonight is at a sleepover. So oh. I wanted to. Because this is again one of those things I never really thought about until it happened. I thought, oh, I need to mention this to uh, I need to mention this to Benny. The pressure, Benny, of the first time your daughter's friends mm. sleep over or come for a play date, it is absolutely crazy at first because you are just trying your best for those friends to not go home and say to their parents, "God, I was bored." 
I'm so bored. I don't want to go there ever again. I hated it. <laughs> the food was terrible. There's nothing to do. Yeah. The people are weird. I don't like it. She always try and make it. I had sleep on a, a couch that he had in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, how, how, old <laughs> always, uh, how, how old was Georgia when she had her first sleepover? Either, like at your place? I think it was probably a couple of years ago. So probably, I think, seven. I See, think now, was, I, I, was, I think when they're at an age where they're like, able to formulate their own thoughts, they should be able to entertain their, entertain their friends themselves. You should have nothing to do with it. You should just make sure, pop your head in every now and then to make sure they've not killed themselves. You shouldn't have anything to do with it. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But like we've mentioned before, those fucking parents who are always, oh, me and me and Tarquin have been making pasta shapes all day and we've been doing art projects. And you just think, oh, well done, you fucking hero. Congratulations. <laughs> You're a fucking legend. Well done, you. Not naming any names, anybody on this podcast, Adam. But um, <laughs> there is that kind of, when they've when their friends first come round, there is that, because you have to find something for them to do because they are that kind of, innocent oh can we what can we do can we play a game can we do this can we do that we're not quite sure so you have to kind of Mm. have things in your back pocket just Mm. in case and it and then georgia will as i i don't know if i mentioned this or not the other week but georgia's friend came around and she said to me can i make a potion can we make a potion in the bathroom because georgia last christmas got loads of not like potion making stuff basically sarah's sister bought georgia a massive box full of Hand wash, soap, herbs, spices, um, glitter flakes, so she could make potions. You know, like when you make potions in the bath. So she would do that. That's cool. And then she came downstairs and said, "Can we use flour?" Like an idiot, I said yes <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why I said yes. So I go upstairs into the into our upstairs bathroom, and it was just an absolute disaster. And it took me an hour to clean it all up because obviously they'd used flour and mixed it with water at varying levels of consistency and it mm-hmm. basically turned into concrete. <laughs> so I then spent time <laughs> with uh, an entire bottle of washing up liquid and a kettle of bo- and then a kettle that I kept reboiling of boiling water trying to clear it all up and it genuinely took me about an hour to clean it all up and get it back looking how oh, it was. <laughs> but so I said, yeah, no, no more potions. But it's a lot easier now. So it's easier now, Benny, because they just want to watch YouTube or they just want to watch Netflix exactly. or they just want to yeah. watch a film. And they'll just kind of sit and chat. So it is a lot easier. But yeah, get ready for that kind of... And especially because it's a friend's birthday. So it's it's like a birthday thing. And we're now at that stage of, well, what can they do? Because I think, Adam, you're going to be like, you're, like yours are the same because obviously Sophie's a lot older. So now when she goes out yeah. with her friends, they want to go to town or they want to go to the pictures. or Whereas George is in that kind of in-between age where they can't do that yet, but they're not babyish enough to kind of want to play dollies or like exactly. house or something. Yeah. So yeah. it gets a bit tricky, but... Yes, yeah, funny age, isn't it? It is weird. It is weird, but... I think that's all they're doing tonight at the sleepover. I think it's just literally they're just going to sit down, chill, have a bit of food and watch like watch TV, which is very peculiar. Oh, man. To... That's the dream, though. That's what we do. Yeah. I know. I know. It's the most grown up <laughs> like, thing I've ever done. Or used to do before COVID. Yeah. Is <laughs> we, we just go go to someone's house and just go, right, let's just eat crap and watch TV. Sit around and talk <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's not seen this And then this we turn it into yet? a podcast. Yeah, and then we turn it into a podcast. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. 
I oh, can't. Man. Right, you know, Benny. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, go on. Oh, oh, go on. I've got a question for Benny actually, uh, and it, it, it's something that I, I was reading about the other day, and I thought, oh, this is perfect to ask you. I'm on right. the spot today. Obviously, you you are like six six months in. So Freya, Freya is six months tomorrow. Tomorrow, ah, oh, happy the twenty second of October anniversary. Oh, well, this is perfect then. What baby equipment did you think was necessary, but has turned out not to be mm. in the past six months? Good question. Let me have a look. That's little, a great look question. Around, let me have a little look around the living room to see what I can find. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can fill this bit while he Go for uh, has a Go quick on. look. Yeah, there's always loads, isn't there? And you always think, oh, I'll need this, I'll need this, oh, we should get one of those just in case. And then some of it just stays in the box and never gets used ever. And you just yeah, because I remember, I remember before Freya was born, we were talking about those stupid nappy bins that you put it in <laughs> and it automatically wraps the nappy in a nappy bag. Oh, yeah? <laughs> which, which were just awful. Me, me and Blossom were saying but then, the other day, then there was like, some what stuff if, which was What if oh, we got amazing. one of them? Like, well, how, how different would our lives be if we, managed to, if we decided to get one of them? <laughs> And then I thought we'd be you would judged. Use it for like until you no, know, you would use it until the first like lot of bags ran out, and then you would just go, "Hang on, I've got to pay fifteen quid for a load of nappy bags I can get for a pound." No, <laughs> we'll just tie them up. It's fine. There's a shitload of clothes that we bought that we never put her in, which is like too um, she's too big for now. So in our airing cupboard, um, like where the boiler is, we've got a bag which is called the death bag. And uh, all the clothes that are that are too uh, too small for her now, that like, go into the death bag, and we have a ceremony for them. I play the last post on my phone as we as they Aww. go into the death bag. There's some very good stuff on here. Oh, that is sad. If if, um, if Daniel might rem- remember when he came to visit um, a few months ago, and he's coming to visit in a couple of days. He's doing a, doing a tour again. Um, we had Freya in a yeah. lovely little dinosaur um, jumper and leggings, like, and we were so proud of that because we found that in Sainsbury's I think and we were so happy to have bought it and got it for her and now we tried putting that in her like uh, last week and no that was that was the saddest death bag story that we have for sure but I'm looking around the room like oh man we've gone through a couple of um like let's say patents of changing mats so now we've we've uh, settled on one that's got high sides rather than like one that's softer because we just we we figured Mm. out like um quite early on Freya, when she was a little one, she really didn't like going on a changing mat because of the coldness of it. And so we bought yeah. these little. We we I, I mentioned it like really early on in after Freya was born that we watched like a seminar on like things to do like when you first um, have the baby. One of the very first things they recommended was a little mat to go on the changing mat. It's like um, kind of smooth and shiny on one side and toweling on the other side. And that has been a that has okay. been a lifesaver for us, but the the mats are rubbish. Changing mats are a piece of shit, and I wish we'd ever bought one. Apart from this very one we got now, <laughs> because because she's starting to be able to sit up and roll. This one one we got now has got really high sides, and that kind of defends against that. So, oh yeah, like the mid change rolling yes. is a yes. nightmare. Especially if it's cold, like they, this is kind of more personal to me because you guys have just had girls. But with a boy, when you take their nappy off, if it's cold, they piss <laughs> and they piss upwards. Yes. Oh yeah. So, 
So when you have that combined with them trying to roll off on side, you've basically got like a piss sprinkler. <laughs> it's terrible. So having the ones with high sides are amazing. I totally agree with that. I had to save a friend of mine who's also just had a baby. Um, I think they're about a month old now. They were they text me on um, on Facebook, Facebook Messenger, and said to me, uh, oh, what do you think of this? And they sent me a picture. And it was for like a, a baby changing station. And I said to him, I said, that is the biggest waste of money I've ever seen. All you need is something to put the baby on and something to contain all the bits they need. You don't need to spend £400 on a solid oak changing station for oh, the baby. God. Like, they will survive. Yeah. Like, the, one, the only recommendation I had for them is that you have two, like an upstairs and a downstairs place to change the baby, just in case, because... Yeah, you know, if you're in the lounge, there's one. Like we have one, like in the dining room. Like our dining room table is a changing table, and upstairs in yeah. Freya's to be bedroom is on the on her dresser is another change, like an identical setup, just on a, in a different location. That's the best bit of advice I could give to any um, prospective parent: is just have have two, have an upstairs and a downstairs area to change your child. It will save yeah. it'll save your life. You've you've got the best changing area in the world in every room and it's called the floor yes. like un- unless you've got like a mobility problem or like chronic pain or disability something like that you're right don't waste your money on one of those changing stations it's dangerous why would you balance your kid precariously on basically a desk <laughs> <laughs> like four or five feet up off the floor just to save you bending down every now and then you're only going to be doing it for a couple of years it's fine the funny thing is, as well, with changing stations, is that they're only just a bit bigger than the baby. So yeah. you've got no room to put stuff. So you can't get the nappy ready if you need talc, get that ready, wipes, get them ready. You're just balancing things all the time. Whereas on the floor, you just stick them next to the baby. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, you just need a plasticky, foam-filled changing mat, a muzzy to put on it, or like a little mat thing like you've got, yeah. Benny. And then just a plastic box uh, exactly. with the stuff. You're, in. you're describing our setup like, com- uh, like exactly. Yeah. that's exactly what we've got. That's all you need, and like a corner of the room to put it in. The dining room table. <laughs> just, just shove it out of the way so it's not constantly in vision. The mat, you mean, not the baby? No, the baby as well. Okay. <laughs> this baby is always shitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken over our lives. Speaking Let's of baby, speaking well, of baby shitting. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Once, um, just quick. One no, second. No, no, I was going to say. I was going to say just quickly as well. The only time you put any stuff away is when people visit. Otherwise, it just stays out because I can't be oh, yeah. putting the mat away every ten minutes because she shits every ten minutes. I just can't be bothered. It's just, <laughs> just going to stay in the middle of the floor where it, that's just where it lives now until yep. somebody comes around. <laughs> then I'll put it away. <laughs> I mean, I mean, spoiler alert! Like, it's not getting put away when you come around, mate. It's going to be on the dining room table. Yeah, yeah. Unless we decide to eat up the table again, which I doubt is going to happen. So, um, yeah, no, we'll see. S- uh, speaking of shit, um, Fre- as as mentioned before, Freya is coming up to six months old now, and uh, we have started the process of the weaning. Um, I mentioned before. I mentioned oh. before that uh, we've uh, started on the rusks at breakfast. She has. One Farley's Rusk at breakfast uh, in a pool of her formula, uh, which gets mushed up, and then uh, she sits at the table on her uh, on her high chair with a tray on it and eats the whole thing. And then she has a little bit of a formula chaser afterwards just to wash it down. Uh, in the last <laughs> week, ever since we last all spoke, we have started her on the sachets of uh, 
various um, vegetables and you know purees essentially like carrot and the most recent one she had was uh, yeah. green vegetables so broccoli and green beans and everything that stuff is yep. making her shit like an absolute champion <laughs> two two nights this week. Does. Two nights this week. She's shit the literally shit the bed. Like I've I've picked her up first thing in the morning and the shit all down in sleep suit. And one time it was on the bed. The other time somehow we would luckily avoided it. So that's fun. Thanks for warning me about that. Yeah, proper. Now you're onto oh, proper mate, shit. Proper mm, shit. You wait. Yeah, you wait until it's proper like human turds. <laughs> oh coming god. Out. Yeah, that's insane. And the smell of them. Oh, like the god. baby poo. That's perfectly fine. That is just, yeah, just wipe it up, mop it up, stick it in a bag, it's fine. An actual poo, though, and, like, when you wrap the nappy up and you can feel it bulging out, it's, <laughs> it's a whole other level. Fred yeah, go, when you Fred tie the nappy bag up. period of having, like, proper nug-nug poos, which, they were concentrated shit-smell poos. They were, they were incredible. <laughs> when you were... Um... When they're doing the massive poos when they start having real food and you tie the nappy bag up and you tie it a bit too tight and it's almost like the fucking nappy explodes mm. inside the bag. Yeah. And you just get like a kind of muffled <laughs> in the bag and it kind of is this brown mess everywhere. Oh, God. Yeah, and the smell, Benny. Fucking hell. <laughs> I remember some mornings going to Georgia and just being like, what the fuck? Have you been eating while I've been asleep? What the yeah. fuck did you eat? I gave you your food. How is this possible? Like checking under the cot for a dead mouse or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just <laughs> like... It's just, oh, my God. And the amount of shit as well. Like, mm. I'm sure the amount of poo that comes out is not equal to the amount <laughs> of food they ate. I'm yeah. sure somehow they poo more than they ate. Yeah. It's absolutely insane when you start. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're getting there now, Benny. Yeah, once yeah. you start on the food, that's we're, we're it. in the game spin. now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> living living it right now. Shout out to those little pouches as well. Georgia fucking loved those yeah. pouches. She loved the mango ones. Oh yeah, absolutely her favorite. And the she little uh, pouch. the little Heinz cereal ones as well. Oh yeah, the ones that you actually mix up with milk. Yes, and uh, they've got like little bits of strawberry and stuff in. Oh, love those. And like the little biscuit fingers that you can <gasps> dip in it. Oh my oh. god, those biscuit fingers are delicious. Oh yeah. my god, they're so good. And then should be on like the carrot puffs, the like the big chunky crisps. Oh, oh they, yeah. they're amazing. Oh god, I forgot about all they're that so stuff. Good. It's so it's gotta be fair. It's so good now, isn't it? Like nutritional stuff you can get for babies yeah, now. Definitely. It's so good. It's so good. I remember oh, when I was a definitely. I remember when I was a kid, I and I remember well not when I was like when I was <laughs> talking to my mum about me being a baby. And I said, "What was I? What was I eating? What was the first kind of? Because we were talking about, you know, we're talking, you know, Georgia started on her food and stuff." And she said, "Oh well, we used to give you mashed potato with raw reg mixed in it." I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, yeah, Have we just, just, we just get, get some. Yeah, yeah, we used to get some like mashed a... potato, and then we just yeah. crack an egg onto it, mix it up, and it was just like a big kind of potato eggy mush. And you ate that for quite a while. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Like, Until you out. were 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's still my go-to cheat meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you mash. Yay. <laughs> um, guys, sorry. I, I've just got to jump off a bit because I can hear Freya crying. I think Millie needs me. Okay, mate. Okay. Go on without me for okay. a bit. Okay, we'll carry okay. on. Okay. Right, I've I've got a question for you then, Dan. Right, this is more one-seated for uh, the older kind of uh, or parents of older kids oh good okay uh, and this is a question i i actually read this as a, a like an advice question but i think it's actually quite a good one for discussion in general why do parents want their children to accept the answer no but then can't accept the answer no from their children 
when the child refuses to do something. And the child, because of what the parent's been teaching them, believes it is their right to say no. That's such a good question. That's such a good question. You see, I've thought about this a lot. I don't think I... I think maybe twice... And twice is too many times, in my opinion. I think twice, George has said to me, why not? And I've said, just because. <laughs> I've always... Yeah. <laughs> if I say no to something to Georgia, I usually... Well, like I said, twice I think I've not had a reason. I always have a reason to say, if I say no to something, yeah. here's my reasoning. And also, I will let Georgia change my mind if she makes a good point. I won't just... It's not just, I decided this and that's it. I want her to kind of have that thought process to combat me in a way to say, yeah, but why can't I do it if I do it this way? And then we'll have a chat and I'll think, all right, yeah, you got a good point, actually. Yeah, we'll do that. And it happened, amazingly, it happened last night. Okay, what happened? So she loves, as mentioned before, she loves sleeping in between her wardrobe and her bed on the floor. So we basically make her a snug on the floor. There's like two mattress covers, like um, two duvets, two bed sheets, and then a, she's got like a really, she's got two massive uh, kind of furry blankets that she uh, likes to run around the house in and stuff when she's cold. So put one of those down. And then she also has two teddies next to her. So it's like, she's all snuggled in and she sleeps better on the floor than she does in her bed. But it was quarter past nine last night. It was bedtime. And she'd asked me earlier in the week, can I sleep on the floor on Wednesday? Because she's not had, because they finished today, she, they finished yesterday for school. So she had no school today. Yeah. So we normally do it when she hasn't got school. And she said, can I sleep on the floor? We said, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Got to last night. We both forgot. And just as I was tucking her into bed, she said, oh, I was going to sleep on the floor, wasn't I? And I said, yeah, you were. But I really don't want to do it now because it's late and I don't want you to you know, now it's a lot of effort to get you back out, get the snug set up and all that kind of thing. And she said, what if I help you? So I said, and I thought about it and I thought, you know what? Why not? Why not? Okay. She's a kid. She's a kid. She hasn't got to go up today for any reason. It's not a school yeah. night. So I just thought, yeah, okay, why not? And I, and I let her change my mind. She changed my mind because we had a discussion. She made a good point. So we did it. And I said, as long as you help me get it set up, because normally I do it all on my own. It's like, you got to pass me the stuff yeah. I need at the right time and then we'll do it. But so, yeah, so I, I don't know what it is. I can only imagine that the, the reason parents say no and then don't give a reason or say just because is because maybe that's what happened to them because it's just easier yeah. sometimes to say no and not have to explain oh, yourself. It, it is easier though. Oh, it, yeah. it definitely is. And it's so... Sometimes, like you said, you've you've done it a couple of times. I have too. But like you, I always like try and give a reason. Like, no, you can't do that because it might damage the car, for example. (laughs) That's why I don't want you standing on the seat and poking (laughs) the roof. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And and little things like that where it's just just fucking behave. All right. (laughs) That's my main way of saying, no, don't do that. But there are rare occasions where you'll just say, no, because I just don't want to. <laughs> like, like sometimes Daisy will, like most nights, she will ask me to make up a story. Because usually we have two stories, read her two books before she goes to bed. And 
occasionally she'll go, no, I, I would like you to also read me a story. And there are some days where I just can't be asked, I can't be asked to think of one and just come up with one on the spot. Uh, and I'll just say, oh, no, no, I can't. Uh, that Daddy's not got his thinking brain on tonight. But if you let me do it tomorrow and I try and bargain with you, Daisy, for me saying no, then <laughs> if you accept that bargain, then I will come up with one tomorrow. And uh, that that's usually what happens. She goes, oh, okay, that's fine. then." And so I find, actually, it, it's the other way around. I bargain with her because sometimes I say no. <laughs> I have to come up with a reason, but there is the go. thing as At well least... is that sometimes you're just fucking knackered and you don't want to do something, and you don't even want to have the discourse around why you don't want to do the thing or you don't want them to do the thing. I'm just exactly. too tired. It's just no, and I can't even be bothered to tell you why. And the issue yeah. you can't you can't do that gen- generally as an adult in day-to-day life, do you want to do this thing? No. And then someone would go, well, why? And then you got to get into it. Whereas with your child, you feel like, well, I make the rules around here. So if I want to just say yeah. no, I'll just say no. And I wonder if maybe that's it with some people, that they don't have that kind of ability to just say no in their day-to-day life, <clears> so they'll just do it with their kids. I think I think it is a power thing in that sense. Oh yeah, for it sure. It is that kind of stereotype of I'm the parent, you're the child. Therefore, I know best. When that isn't necessarily the case in, in some areas. Absolutely. Because your child, if you want your child to grow well adjusted, you have to realize your child is their own individual person. And like in the case of this question, they have a right to say no. Yeah. But then you need to convince them that actually this is the best course of action. And although they they may see the negatives right now, the positives outweigh it. Like cleaning your own bedroom is actually a really good thing. So just pick up all your fucking Playmobil, please. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, no. And you go, god damn it. (laughs) But then I go, that's fine. I will then throw it all away. Because obviously you don't want it anymore. (laughs) Oh no, no, that's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I meant, I've mentioned before that uh, when before we had Georgia, me and Sarah had a chat and said, "Oh yeah, we'll agree on everything and we'll have these chats." And Sarah said, "Oh, you'll always back me, won't you?" And I was thinking, "Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll always probably always back you, and you know, we'll make joint decisions and all these kind of things." Mm. And it'll happen now where Sarah will say to her, "Would you do something?" And George will say, "Well, why not just do it this way instead?" And then Sarah will say, Daniel. And I'll say, yeah, I kind of agree with Georgia, to be honest. I think she should do it this way. (laughs) Because I'm not going to... If my daughter makes a good point, why would I go against... If she makes a really valid point, I don't believe as a parent I'm doing the right thing if I just then agree with my wife. Because that's not helping Georgia. I want her to be able to form her own... You're right. Kind of competitive thought process, I guess is a weird way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. You you want them to be a critical thinker and to be able to analyse the situation and say, okay, yes, I will partake in this, or I won't. And if they always feel that they can't say no, not just to you, they're going to stop thinking about other people as well. So then are you going to be the type of parent that then blames them for like peer pressure, like kowtowing to peer pressure, or... 
you know, getting themselves into situations when they're older that are actually very negative for them because they felt they couldn't say no and they couldn't adequately discuss with someone. They didn't have, you know, the bravery to say no to a situation that they didn't think was right. That God. that's ultimately what you want them to to do. I love that point. That's so good. That's so true. Thank you. I need I need you I need you to be able to say no and to combat me so that you can combat people in the future and not aggressively just be yeah. able to reason why you don't want to do that thing. No, I don't want to steal makeup from this from Boots because I don't yeah. want to do it for this reason. Fine, you want to do it? Go nuts. But I don't want to do it and I'm not going to do it. I think you're exactly. so right. It gives them that independence. It, it makes them realize they are in that position of power to decide what they want to do with them. That, to have that self-agency and, and to go, yeah, okay, my friends are doing this thing that is negative. Like you say, like stealing makeup from boots or something like that. Uh, and they're telling me to do it. But deep down, I know that that's not right. And I feel, yeah, that's fine. I won't do it. You do whatever you want. I, I'm not going to do it because I don't feel that's right. Then again, they may also go, actually, yeah, free makeup, that's great. <laughs> but you've at least given the agency to be able to stand up and make the decision and to think about the situation. And I think you're doing a great thing where you're actually, you know, supporting your daughter. You're not necessarily having that united front because you're doing the parenting in the right way just for you to always agree with your partner about how they want to do something or what they've told their child to do, that that isn't necessarily good parenting. Because like you say, if they've come up with a good reason not to do something or to do it in a different way that still accomplishes the same goal, then that that's what you should support. Yeah, I agree. And to be fair as yeah. well, I mean, so does it to me as well. And, you know... If well, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm kind of, um, I am a lot, it's weird that I, I let Georgia get away with more stuff, but I'm also a lot stricter on other things. So before Georgia yeah. will go to bed, she'll say something like, oh, can I have a couple of Pringles? And I say, well, you had your tea at half five, six, you had a pudding at half seven. You can't be hungry. So no, yeah. you're not. And then Georgia and Sarah will sneak, <laughs> you know, they'll go like, Oh yeah, can I show you this thing in the kitchen, Georgia? Georgia's like, oh yeah, okay, mummy, and then she'll sneak out. And I can hear like crunching and giggling, and it's funny. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? It's a couple of fucking Pringles for fuck's sake. I'm not gonna go nuts. Exactly. Who cares? It's, exactly. it's nothing. And and I'll say, yeah, I know what you're doing, and like they're both giggling and stuff. And <laughs> it's you know stuff like that is just silly. And that's and that's kind yeah. of like last night with like you know, can I sleep on the floor? Well, actually, yeah, you can because it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, because what is the harm in them? actually doing that yeah if you the, do, the only negative thing so is they are going against what you've originally told them to do that that's your problem that's yes. you being selfish yeah exactly because i couldn't be bothered setting it all up was essentially the reason why because i was thinking oh it's quarter past yeah. nine i don't need you the i don't need them being like more awake but she ended up falling asleep earlier anyway because she always does yeah yeah that you're right that's such a good point that's such a good point benny are you back no, good. Right, I was gonna say. Okay, he should have a uh, he should he should have a Viking burial for those clothes. Every time those, oh uh, you know, the, you know, you know the death <laughs> the death bag of clothes. 
You yeah. should just set them off because he lives near the uh, he lives near the sea, doesn't he? You should just set exactly. a big bag of clothes yeah. off into the sea and then fire a flaming <laughs> arrow at it. <laughs> to be fair, though, oh, can you man. imagine if just like a bunch of burned kids' clothes washed upon the shore? People oh, would be freaking God, out. That'd be like horrendous. Could you imagine? Fucking Daily Express and the Daily Mail would be all over it, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Awful rituals being performed near Norwich. <laughs> bags of chil- bags of burned clothes of children found. Bloody immigrants <laughs> coming over and throwing all of their uh, uh, burnt and disused baby clothes into into our glorious English Channel. How <laughs> dare they? How dare they? Oh, I, had a, I actually had a. Um, I did have a question for you as well. Actually, I, okay. you and Benny, but Benny's not here. But whatever. So. It was more your opinion on kind of rewarding children at different levels. So it was parents' evening for Georgia last night. And, yeah. you know, I had to chat with the teacher and everything's going really well. And we're talking about because Georgia is crazy obsessed with maths, we're talking about can she start doing year six work now, even though she's in year five? Because she she's okay. now... She's now doing things where she basically races against the teacher in times tables tests and division tests and stuff like that. Because she enjoys it, she loves it, she wants to do more. So we've been I've been teaching her year seven stuff as well. Just try and get her to kind of in that mindset and stuff. Oh, cool. So we said to the teacher, can she do year six type things because she excels at maths and she really enjoys it. So teacher said, Yeah, that's fine. Mm. We'll talk about it with the uh, the head of maths and see what they think and all that kind of thing. And then there are some kids, though, who obviously do not excel at school. I was one of them. Yeah. My kid is not smart because of me. I, she's smart because <laughs> me and Sarah have told her about basically work ethic, that you can learn literally anything in the world by learning. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I, I, the, the people, I know an aerospace engineer. I know a nuclear physicist. I know a judge. I know teachers. I know, okay, and, 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 you know, like, wide range of jobs if and i said you don't just get born you don't just be born and know these things you have to learn them so that's what we've taught georgia however there will be kids at school like i was who do not learn like that who struggle and i like super struggled at maths when i was younger really really struggled and then there are kids at the end of every half term they have an assembly and there are kids who get star of the half term and of course, yeah. it isn't always the cleverest kids. And and again, Georgia's not yeah. the cleverest because there are kids in her class who are better than her at English and better at her the, at science and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not always those kids. Sometimes it's the kids who I've got an award. Oh, well done. You've not tried to set fire to the school this month. Here's, a, <laughs> here's an award, which yep, I, okay. got, I got a few times type thing. You know, it was in kind of... Well done. You've yeah. actually come to school Your for six achievement. weeks. Yeah. You've got an achievement because you've actually come to school for six weeks in a row, Daniel. So here's yeah. an award. And I'm sure the kids were thinking, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? I've got 100% attendance. I'm top of my class. And this motherfucker just basically rocks up for six weeks and gets an award. And I was wondering yeah. how, like, as a parent, how do you feel when you see, because there are kids that are just super naughty at school. There are kids that will not pay attention and can't focus for whatever reason, you know, be it medical, social, or anything else. And I was wondering, how do you feel as a parent if you see those kids and think, 
you've only got that award because you've not been a complete terror this week, you know, for the past six weeks. Uh, it was that... Personally, I, I think that can be a good thing for them. Oh, I, yeah, I think there is some, two sides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. T- sometimes it it can be a great benefit to them to actually receive an award like that because then it does make them kind of sit up and take notice of like, actually, I I can achieve positive things in this school. I can I can gain that recognition and that positive reinforcement of doing things. And that may be the tipping point for them. So I, I think that that should be encouraged. What I don't like is when everyone in the class gets something and it's for lots of different reasons. Uh, like the end of the year ceremonies for my two eldest kids at their primary school, They every kid in the class gets a little certificate and award like oh, you will be forever known as the funniest in the class or the best at football. And then you get the kids and it's like, this is obviously just like, oh, you've got the, like the best listener award or you, you've got like, not not necessarily going away from the physical or like the educational attainments, like there are other things that are positive, but you know there are a few mixed in there that you've had to add because you've got a class of 30 kids and it's very difficult to think of 30 really positive, very unique things that aren't already being done by another member of that same class. You can't have five kids who are the best at football. You can't have five kids who are the best listener. Everyone has to have a unique one. And I think that that is absolute bullshit. Because you are just making stuff up to fit the other kids. And that might not be the thing that they're best at as an individual, but you are highlighting they're not the best at that in their class. And I think that can be very negative because you are reinforcing that there are people better than them and very close to home as well. Like, it's good to make your kids aware of things they can fail at, that failure is always an option, that they may not be the very best at whatever it is they hope to do, but by actually identifying that as a general thing is fine, by actually going, oh, well, you know Tim in your class, he's actually really good at reading. He's like two levels above reading from you. He's getting an award for that, and you, you're the best doodler in the class. And I know you love reading, Jeremy, but Tim Tim's just he's miles better than you. So better luck next time. Next time you leave primary school, maybe you'll be the best in your class then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that can be really devastating. Because like having seen that and having witnessed kids who are who when they receive this certificate, you can see the look on their face like, what, what the fuck do you mean? What's this bullshit? Yeah. It's it's uh you are just watching those kids like a little bit of them inside almost die because the people in their class that they already know are better than them in a lot of ways, <laughs> potentially. Now it's confirmed. They're the popular kids. Yeah, it's all confirmed. And now you've got that as a piece of paperwork to take away with you. Now it's official. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, it's been signed by the head. Yeah. 
<laughs> you are officially not the best drawer. I'm sorry. It's not you. It's actually Kelly. Yeah, She's just amazing. Exactly. Sorry, mate. Kelly, <laughs> Try see harder. a fucking shading, mate. It's miles beyond <laughs> what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. And the, But then kids need to learn that. They need to learn that devastation, don't they? It is that thing when you you think you're the fastest kid in school or something, or you think you are the smartest, and you just... George has got this now going to high school. That I've said to her, George, yeah, there yeah. might be kids. She she keeps she keeps asking to me, what set do you think I'll be in for maths? Because there's I think there's nine sets. And I said, look, George, I said, right now, in my opinion, you'll be in set one. I I believe you'll be in this you'll be in the top set for maths. Because you're the best in your year right now, and that's she's yeah. the best out of fifty four kids or fifty three kids. I said, but there is a chance that you you got to remember that when you go to high school, there's six or seven primary schools going to your high school. So exactly. it's not impossible. I'm sorry, Georgia. You're in the shittest primary school out of those six. <laughs> yeah. I said, it's not impossible that there are 23 or 24 other kids who are better than maths at you. I said, and that is something you're going to learn. I said, and you're not going to be... I mean, she might be. I don't know. I mean, she might be some kind of fucking maths prodigy. For, she could be the next Dr. Hannah Fry for all I know. But <laughs> there's the, you might not, the, sorry, the, the the distance between you and the person who's next closest to you is way closer than it is in primary school. It's the, the, the talent disparities are so big in primary school. And then when you yeah, get to high school, exactly. you just think, oh yeah, there's loads, like me, like, oh yeah, there's loads of kids here who can play football just as good as I can. I remember we did I remember we did the hundred meters. We had athletics. Our first PE lesson was athletic. We had athletics first. Oh, so we just did a hundred meters race. And it was six of us in a row. And I was on the grid, like on the starting blocks, ready to go. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, I'm fucking gonna piss this, because I was the fastest in my primary school and I came fifth. <laughs> and I was fucking <laughs> crushed. You must have if they could have had a photographer there, you would have seen the just my face just die a thousand deaths as i <laughs> was looking at the people next to me thinking how in the fuck are they faster than me this can't be possible it can't be i'm the fastest and that's what i'm trying yeah. to kind of you know instill in georgia when you get to high school those talent gaps are like scarier <laughs> yeah exactly you i i hate to say it but you do have to kind of ramp in your kids dreams yeah a little yeah. Yeah. Like my eldest, she's all about like, when I'm older, I want to be a surgeon. And I'm like, okay, okay. But <laughs> let's say you don't get to be a surgeon. <laughs> what what might you want to be? <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of the time you're just watching Bob's Burgers and Futurama. <laughs> and you're, you're not watching like anything about surgery. <laughs> so what would you like to be instead? And, and it is just like, look, darling, that is absolutely great. And I will support you 100% to get there. But don't set you yourself up for failure by having that as your only goal. And and realize that unless you put the absolute hundred percent work in, you're not gonna get there. And you'll be you'll be like me, you'll be like your good old dad or your good old mum. And you'll go to university and you'll get a course and you'll uh, get a degree and you'll enter the workplace and in a job that has absolutely nothing to do with your degree. And you'll eventually make a career for yourself. And it will be something that you never, ever thought even existed, let alone that you wanted to do that. And that is fine because it's not all about what job you go into. It's about having enough money to have a good work-life balance 
and have a good life outside of work. And that's, that, that's what you need. And that's so I, I think this whole thing at primary school, the, this leavers ceremony, is making everyone seem like a winner. You're the best at something in this school. That's fine, but you don't get tested or ex- you don't have exams on are you the best listener or are you the cheekiest person in your class? You get tested on are you fucking good at maths or are you really good at history? That's what it should be. It should be every subject they've covered in primary school go, yeah, Joe, you were the best at the the European history section that we did back in year four. You absolutely crushed that. And I'd be like, oh yeah, fucking did. Yeah, that was two years ago, but I was. I was the best in the class at that. And that has retained through the next two years. Rather than, oh, you know what? That that advent calendar that you drew in Christmas arts crafts, that was the best advent calendar we've seen. Because that's bullshit. You, d- you don't that's not going to carry you through. It needs to be a tangible subject. He'll be sat in the and pub not, talking to his oh. mates in 15 years. Mate, I tell you, should have seen this advent calendar that I drew. Oh, it was golden, Fucking mate. Hell. Absolutely golden. Tell you <laughs> what, so 25, dr- 25 doors, that's the answer. You want something <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> I know. Your kids have to feel like disappointment, don't they? We've said it plenty of times. Yeah. They have to. I, I'm, a big, I, I'm a big believer in... Ha- my respect for people is always based around adversity is how well do you bounce back from adversity? How well, how many times can you pick yourself up off the floor and say, fuck this. I'll keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'll try and do this thing. And if you've people treat failure as it's going to sound stupid. People treat failure as failing, but it's not, It's, it's only failing. If you then learn nothing and don't bother to do anything else. Exactly. Like you say, I mean, yeah, your daughter at the moment wants to be a surgeon when she's older. And again, that's amazing. <laughs> it's like you're watching Bob's Burgers and you sort of look to and say, shouldn't you be like dissecting a cow's heart now or something? Yeah, to really exactly. give yourself a head start. You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't we have like a side of beef in the cupboard that you can pull to pieces to see what's going on inside? Yeah. But <laughs> if, you know, if she, if she tries it and fails, but then thinks, actually, you know what? When I was doing it, we learned about, Christ, let me think. I don't know. We learned about something else, and that's just led me down a different path. That's yeah, always how exactly. I kind of. That's always how my kind of judge of character of people is that. Yeah, and yeah, you know what? Exactly. Sometimes things are shit, and sometimes you just need to be like, yeah, I'm going to sit in bed for three days and just eat cheese and not come and see anybody, and I'm going to just be miserable. I'm going to watch all the shitty stuff on Netflix and just not talk to people, and that's it. But after a few weeks or so, I'll be back and I'll be okay. And then I'm always yeah. like, "All right, good for you. I fucking well done. I uh, I appreciate that." But you are right. Well, that's it. I mean, I, I've been through bloody divorce, and you yeah. you know very well how badly that affected me. Of course, and how bad I was for like the first few months. But then, like looking back on that now, that was I was a completely different person then than I am now. And having that adverse team, being able to learn from it and and bounce back. That was a fucking divorce, and I was like, "Yeah, that everything's fine now." Like, I'm two months later, <laughs> and everything's <laughs> just plodding along as normal now, because I've experienced that failure and that that being able to actually learn from issues, 
have those coping mechanisms and deal with it. And you need to learn that as soon as possible as a kid. Absolutely. Especially as a teenager, because you are going to be facing a lot of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You need to, you absolutely need to experience failure at different points in your life. Yeah. As a child, maybe it's you don't get that Christmas toy you want. Maybe you you see your parents arguing for the first time or you don't do something in school. Then as a teenager, you know, you like a boy or a girl, but they don't like you. You know, that's like one of the worst things. Then as you get to a young adult, maybe you don't get to the uni you want to go to or something like that. You have to learn all those things because if you've never had any kind of failure in your life, and then the first time you get it, you're sort of 28, 29, 30. I think you're just going to like crumble. I don't think people can handle exactly. it. Exactly. And there is that. So don't if, be scared if you to really fail. love your kids, what we're saying <laughs> is make sure you get them the wrong Christmas presents this year for Christmas. <laughs> and, and let them learn from that. And just beam at them and just go, the true present is a valuable life lesson that you're learning right now. <laughs> Yeah, start spreading salacious rumours about your daughters at high school, Adam, so none of the boys like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, you see. No one's going to like everybody, are they? So, sorry. Yeah, there we go. You've got to learn a valuable life lesson. <laughs> but you are right, though. See, In, like, your original yeah. point, your original point exactly. was, if sometimes if those kids have not been a complete horror bag for six weeks and they get that little something, maybe it is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel that makes them go oh, okay, I like that feeling of being praised and of being rewarded. And it's kind of, you know, that that good feeling. So yeah, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it's a bad thing all yeah. the time. Yeah, I think, I think the worst thing that can happen when you're a kid is you do really well at something, you're praised for it, and you don't develop from there. You you just think, oh, yeah, I'm I'm always good at this thing. Because then when you realize, oh, shit, I'm not, it is super disappointing because you haven't pushed yourself further you've risen to the top at this one particular area like like georgia with a math if you had gone right that's great you are the top of maths uh that's it we'll wait till next year when you can do some more difficult stuff and you just hold her there and then when she gets to that next stage and everyone else has caught up she's gonna struggle and and having that constant push and that constant, those constant little knockbacks make it a lot easier then to deal with the big one, if and when it arises. Yeah, I always I always tell her, it's hard to get to the top, but it's way harder to stay at the top because oh yeah, everybody is then looking at you and everybody wants to beat you. For example, they do like yeah. a you know they do a big times table sheet every week. And there's something like it's it's uh, two to sixteen across the top, and then two to sixteen down the sides. And it's how fast can you do all of those times table boxes? And George has done it in about six and a half minutes. They do sixteen times tables now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. So I said to her, "said Look, because she she normally wins it, but now now and again, one of her like her best friend kind of gets close to her, and I have to remind her. I say, see." Your best friend is looking at you thinking, I've got to try and beat her because she's the, at the moment, she's the standard bearer for this test, oh, yeah. this one test. And I want to win it. So people are always going to try, like, if you're the best at something, people are always going to try and overtake you. And that's why it's harder to stay. And you've got to keep pushing all the time. Exactly. Exactly. 
Right, I, quickly... I don't think Benny's oh. uh, coming back, is he? Oh, go no, on. no, sorry. We got, we got a message. I was going to say we got a message off Benny. The the uh, oh, the Freya's the Freya's teeth are being very bad, so oh. she is a uh, she is not settling. I want to just quickly quickly mention, yeah. folks, do catch Adam on Twitch. D e e k l e r Decler playing one of my favorite games of all time. We've got to quickly, quickly, three or four oh, we chat do have to talk about, about the beauty of City Skylines. <laughs> it's oh, just... It's so good. It's crazy, isn't it? For the, it's crazy. For those of you who don't know, City Skylines is basically, you are given an island or like a piece of land and you have to build a city. So you do everything. You lay out the road network, you lay out like pipes containing water and sewage underground, all the electricity pylons. Then you have to choose where houses and commercial buildings and the industry is and railway lines and bus lines and all this stuff. And it's very incremental. So you build up into like a village, then like a town, then a city, and it just increases and you unlock more and more complex stuff. And it is one of the best gaming experiences I've had in years because it is just ticks so many boxes of just I, I'm slowly reaching goals and then I get a new goal and I can slowly reach that goal. There's no danger element or negative element. Like you're not gonna get attacked by people, so you don't have those pressures of uh like, oh I've gotta make sure this is done in a certain time. Otherwise it's all gonna get taken away from me. It's just a gradual thing. And you eventually you build up the city and you can look at all the different areas and you can go, oh, I remember when that, all that was fields. <laughs> and <laughs> it's great. It is, it's just such a chill game to play, but also really fun. Like my last stream on it was four hours and that, that four hours just flew by. But all the way through that, the, the city's like doubled in size. And I can look at it now and just go, oh my god, at the beginning of the stream we had like these three little areas and now it's it's just huge. But yeah. And I know it's your favourite game. You've you've absolutely adored it for years, haven't you? Yeah, I'm about I I checked my um I'm at thirteen hundred hours played on it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I haven't but I haven't played it because I couldn't play it because my PC was I got a new PC, my old PC was so old and sort of broken down that it basically wouldn't it would load but it was super super slow and it just made it not fun to play so i haven't even played it for about 18 months maybe two years yeah, so i had about th i had about 1300 hours in it over the course of about two and a half years i just hammered that game because it is it is so relaxing i've said before that i've spent an hour before just basically designing a park putting individual yeah. trees in individual rocks oh yeah maybe some benches there would look quite nice and then there's so many additional things for it. You can get park systems, so you can build your own zoo. You can build your own theme parks. The parks DLC yeah. is really good on them. You can build your own nature trails and stuff oh, like wow. that. You can there's transport uh, DLC, so you can have monorails and you can have blimps and cable cars and like even the DLC yeah. on it is absolutely insane. The mods are so good. I know, like you've got. You've gone for oh, a kind of a... Um, I've gone for like a cyberpunk thing. Cyberpunk like Blade City. Runner. Yeah. So I've got all these like giant neon lit skyscrapers and like loads of Japanese signs everywhere, like holograms and stuff like that. And it's really dark and depressing, like dystopian city. 
And then you get to the outskirts, and there's like everyone living in like Jetson style houses, <laughs> and it, like with really nice parks in the area. And it's just great. Like, this isn't the base game. This is all what other fans of the game have designed and added in. But you can make your city however you want. You can make it futuristic. You could have it like a, a Swiss Alpine village build. Uh, you can make it like old Tudor half timber buildings, like you get in places like Chester. Uh, and it, it's just the whole variety. There was one guy I was watching on Twitch, actually, uh, whose stream I uh, I raided with like a couple of people who'd stuck around. And he was designing like a, a city in New Zealand or Australia, I forget what it is, but it's kind of based on his home city with different areas. But he had modded it out, so he had like a huge area of just like industrial rail yards and docks that he had for like this this huge oil field that he had and it was just such a different experience although it was the same game compared to what i've been doing and then what you've shown me of what you've been doing it it blew me away that you can have that fine level of detail in it uh and it and the game's like 10 20 pounds (laughs) <laughs> and the DLC is like less than a tenner each, like between five and eight pounds for each set, and it adds so much more. And then all of these mods are free. Like, why Why would you want to play any other game at the moment? <laughs> it's true. And th- there's so many different starting areas as well. So I don't know if you know this, but you can actually start, you can actually have a, a winter city. So you have to yes. you have to basically condition for things like you have to have insulated water pipes instead of just regular water pipes and stuff like that. Things you wouldn't even think of. And then there's different starting maps for that. There's about 50 different starting maps. So if you want to basically yeah. do one that's like Hawaiian Islands, you can. If you want to do one that's just basically a massive patch of earth, you can. If you want to do one that's got two massive rivers running through it, you can do that. You can get basically mods where you can change the complete terrain so if you just want yeah. or if you want to make your own mountains you can make your own mountains it's so good and it's one of those games it is one of those yeah. games where you go on it at eight o'clock at night and you think okay i'll just put my airport in and just do a bit of, <laughs> and i'll just do a bit of messing around around the airport and then look at the clock again you're like oh it's tuesday oh where's all that time gone <laughs> and you just think oh my god I've been doing this for seven hours. What happened? Where's all the time? Yeah. But it's so relaxing. It's so chilled. It it's is. Just beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. It, it is a fantastic game. Like last night when I was ending my stream and I was like, oh, it's coming up to 10 o'clock. I better stop wrapping it up. And then it was like half 10. The next time I looked, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I better had to stop. Yeah. And I spent the last half hour just like going around the city. And just looking at it at night. So it was all lit up. And we were just like looking at, like, oh my god, this skyscraper is huge. But what we could do is we could get this skyscraper and we could plop it here. And that's much bigger, but it would draw lots of attention to the city. And just like absolutely nerding out. And like half my audience have become so enthused by it, like you, they've gone, oh, you know what? I'm going to play it now. Yeah, but so like I've got now. people in my chat who are playing it while watching me and talking to me and asking me questions about it. Oh, it's great. That is so great. It is so good. Oh, I can't wait to play it. I know you guys are coming around tomorrow, but if you could like leave relatively early, I might get a few hours in before bedtime. <laughs> oh mate, just put it on. I don't mind. 
I'll happily sit there. I'll happily, yeah, I'll happily sit there and have a live Twitch presentation. I'll just watch you play it net on you net on the couch next to you. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's a great oh, game, City game. Skylines. Uh, should yeah. we should we do a question this week or not? What do you think? Uh, you know what? We, we will do one because uh, th- this involves a one-year-old child, okay. and maybe uh, this is a situation that may present itself for little baby Freya. Oh, good point. Uh, yeah. My mum keeps cutting my one-year-old's hair and lying about it. How should I deal with this and get her to admit to it? Oh, my God. So right, the so situation I'm imagining with this is yeah. that the, the, the dad or mum, whoever's written this question, is relying on their mum for childcare. Like, if they go work. <laughs> leaving the child with like yes. really nice like long hair assuming it's a girl maybe it's a boy and they're letting the hair grow out and then they come back and they got a bowl cut on the kid <laughs> and they're like okay well they came to you in a ponytail or a pigtails what the fuck's going on mum yeah now they've got a mohawk how has this happened yeah <laughs> Yeah, maybe the mum is like, actually, my mum's a professional hairdresser, and my kid's fl- my kid is on fleek. <laughs> the hair is <laughs> fucking amazing, but I can't style that. I don't know how to style that. My mum never taught me <laughs> her craft. So how do I get her to admit to it? <laughs> See, to me as well, if you're saying that it says, how do I get her to admit to it? Clearly, she said to her mum as well, "Have you cut my kid's hair?" And the mum said, "No." Even though clearly she has. Exactly. I don't know how you would stop. Because if you're leaving the child there for childcare reasons and you're then at work, the, the mum is there with the kid on her own. I don't know how you're going to stop her. And I don't know how you can... I mean, the proof is the, kid, the kid's had a haircut. <laughs> I know. That's the proof. I know. And the mum is denying this. This is the annoying thing. Is The mum has obviously been asked... She hasn't admitted to it. She's just gone, no, I haven't cut, cut the kid's hair. What do you mean? Like, what do you do as a parent? Do you go, okay, well, there's two options. One, you've cut the kid's hair. Two, the kid has cut its own hair. Why are you giving my child scissors? <laughs> like, do you go down that route? Do you then go, well, they're not staying with you because you're giving them scissors or clippers? I'm wondering if this is maybe a non-sort of typical Western family, and that maybe because I know that my friend, um, my friend who's I see, and now I don't want to say his religion in case I get that wrong. People, I am really fucking shit with religious stuff. I know is that like a Middle it. Eastern religion? So this is not me, you know saying anything bad against... I, I I know nothing about... I don't even know anything about Christianity. We've discussed this before. I'm fucking useless yeah, with re- yeah. religious stuff. My friend, who's Muslim, I'm sure he said that they have to cut... They either have to cut the kid's hair or they let the hair grow or something like that. So I'm wondering if this, maybe this is like a religious thing, that the kid... that oh, The, the mum thinks the kid has to have short hair for religious reasons, whereas the daughter is not that kind of pious that... They're uh, just, yeah. yeah, it's fine, whatever. Just let them grow their hair if they want to. And I'm wondering if it's maybe that. So the mum is even, the mum's doing it to kind of keep her higher spirit happy, I guess is maybe a way I'm thinking about it. That's a potential. But then how do you say to your mum that 
you don't follow the faith that well. Therefore, your child doesn't. I don't either. know. I don't know. It's so because I... obviously that mum, the grandmum, would have raised the the parent of the child in question in that way. Uh, so right. would have done that with the child. You're right. So now the child has its own. It's grown up. It's an adult now. Has its own beliefs and is putting those beliefs on their child in the same way the grandmum put the beliefs on the the adult. God, this is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it, it shouldn't that be enough for the mum to stop it and just know. go, okay, this is your own child. I have to respect that. But then there are some religions maybe where that is like, oh no, that this is this is something I, I follow quite fundamentally and therefore that, that child has is getting its hair cut. See, to me, I'm seeing it through a Western gaze and I'm seeing yeah. it as like uh, some like Karen of a grandmom who is thinking, no, I, I know best. And your child comes to me and it looks scruffy, so I'm cutting its hair. But I'm not going to tell you that because you're accusing me of do- doing something and I haven't got the emotional maturity to admit that, yes, actually, I did that. And my child is right to tell me off and say, no, don't do that, because this this is their child. I'm not used to my child saying no to me and me just accepting that. See, we're back, back on this, to, aren't like, we? That early yeah. point, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that, how you uh... can... I don't know how you can stop them doing it aside from they just do not get to see the child. I I can't... Like I said, once you're at work, you're at the behest of your parent who's cutting your child's hair. There's no other way that you can get out of it. Well, there is one way, which is to nair your child. (laughs) Just (laughs) give them a really good scalp massage with nair. (laughs) Wait for all the hair to fall out. There's no hair to cut. No Just go, you know cut. what? My child's a skinhead now. This is all on you, <laughs> Mum. This is your fault. <laughs> yeah. All this your fault. Yeah. I mean, the the, the, the very simple, very quickly, because we're going quite long, but yeah. two things. There are grandparents who will always just assume that they know better than parents, their own children. Yeah. They will just look at their children and say, well, you're my child. You can't have a child because that's crazy. Yeah. I, so clearly I have to tell you everything and do everything for you. You don't know what to do because I'm the parent still. That exactly. happens all the time. But And look, if if it's me, I would stop fucking courting my child's hair or else, okay? Or else you won't see them. It's as simple as that. Yeah, but definitely. But that's way easier said than done. And again, I've, I oh, cannot Especially if you rely on them for childcare. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna spend five hundred pound a month on uh, nursery fees now because you have cut my child's hair once. Do you just take the hit? <laughs> Do you just take the haircut hit? You know what? My my kid's gonna grow up with a fucking bowl cut, but at least I'm saving <laughs> five hundred quid a month. <laughs> yeah. As usual, the uh, the TLDR for this is man. I do not know. That is really yeah. tricky. That is that is a tricky one. That is a tricky one. I I think I think ultimately you've you've got to you've got to bite the bullet and you've got to just make that ultimatum and just say, look, mom, I've had enough. You are obviously cutting the child's hair. It's shorter than it was. I measured it. Here is photographic evidence of their hair against a tape measure. It is now shorter than that. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but let me get on with it. That is all you can do. 
Yeah. And if they keep doing it, well, then you've got the decision to make. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Tough, but okay. There we go. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully, the Freya's teeth are a little bit better next week. Poor little thing. Adam, yeah. anything else from you, mate? Nothing from me other than uh, it's nearly Christmas. Get out into the shops. Spend, spend, spend. Buy all of the things now. Panic buy. Make sure you've got <laughs> enough toilet roll in for Christmas and beyond because there won't be any left. But oh, no, dear. other than that, love each other, be happy, be good. There we go. Thank you a lot. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.